0: My name's Heather Trapp. Um, I met Andrew on about the 9th of February 1992. Um, We got married on the 7th of January
1: 1994. Okay, great. Um, Would you like to tell us the story of how how you chance to meet and the circumstances
0: Okay, so um, I'd actually been told his name by a friend who was at Bible College, um, who had a mutual connection with SIM. So Ruth had been in touch with SIM and had visited some missionaries in in Africa and had a um, sort of thought she might end up going to Africa. So someone said to her, you should meet Andrew Tripp, he's going to be at Bible College um, he's just been in Burkina Faso not long ago, so because the first week at college you'll wear name tags, so I was sitting at the table at lunchtime and I looked at his name tag and so I said, Andrew, you're Andrew or oh, You need to meet Ruth Callister. She's looking out for you." And um, he sort of brushed it off and sort of said, "Oh, and I'll meet her sometime." I said, "You know, after lunch, I said, Oh, come with me and I'll introduce you.'" And he, he was wasn't fast so. That was fine, Um, but then um, as time went by, um, Ruth and I became really good friends. We'd just met at Bible College as well, and Andrew became best buddies with a guy called Evan Ash, and the four of us started doing fun stuff together. We started posting silly little notes to each other, and it was very childish, (laughs) but quite fun. Um, and we did um, go out on the occasional Saturday night. and um, um, But, yeah, there was no um, romantic attraction between Andrew and I. I mean, Ruth and I joked about them and who, who we liked. Um, and, um, yeah, Andrew had a girlfriend, so that was fine I always found I was much more able to be friends with guys that I knew were attached to somebody else um and one night we were driving and I was in the um the back chatting to RV and Andrew was having a conversation with Ruth in the front and he happened to say that he'd broken up with his girlfriend which my ears pricked up much to my surprise that that really interested me and um yeah, it was around about the same time I'd started to think he would be a good catch. He would be good husband material. So is he a
1: handsome guy? Um, I didn't find him handsome. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, it was probably more just things like... Um, the thing that drew me to him most was his friendliness, which I realise now is just his personality. It's that He asks a lot of questions and that comes across as being friendly um and which i mean he obviously truly did like being friendly but um that's his way of talking just asking a lot of questions um and i i thought that was lovely because it meant that whoever you were with um he could make conversation with anybody mm. and i didn't have that particular skill mm. um so yeah that drew me to him um yeah and and every other way we're complete opposites um So, can you give me some examples? um, I'm spontaneous, he's a planner, Um, he tends to put tasks first, I put relationships first, Um, he thinks with his head, I think with my heart. Um, I change direction very quickly, he's very very steady, (laughs) just everything. And on the Myers Briggs, he's an ISTJ and I'm an ENFP. Um, which sometimes I've said, God, why on earth would you make it so difficult? To, and then um, other times I'm like, oh wow, this is so good. And I guess that's normal. That's yeah. So you're... I didn't. I don't think when you're courting somebody, you you think about that stuff.
1: Not logical. No. No. But it started out as a friendship. For yeah. Sure, yeah, it
0: cool. did. And. Yeah. So, um, what happened next? Um, Ruth said to me one day, "Is there if there's anybody at Bible College that you'd you like who is who?" No, that was not. No, she asked Andrew that, and he said Heather. And I think it was about a day before I'd said to her, "Actually, I think I'm starting to like Andrew." And so it happened that. he had to have his teeth, wisdom teeth out. It was a Saturday. I was looking after the kitchen and cooking for the weekend at college. And she picked him up. He was drowsy from his anaesthetic and he um, was, could hardly speak. His mouth was so swollen. But um, he managed to tell Ruth that, that he liked me. And um, she told him that I liked him. So it was very much a go-between for us. <laughs> <laughs> and so she came back and told me what he'd said, and um, I took him some jelly to eat later. <laughs>
1: Good excuse. <laughs> yeah,
0: he was an East Wing.
1: So how old were you both?
0: Uh, we were 28 and 24. Okay. Yeah, so roundabout. Yeah, there's about three and a half years between us. mm um, I'm the old one, so we started going out, and I think one of the first things we went to was my friend's wedding, where um I played the flute, and my friend's sister and husband were friends of Andrews from Christchurch, so they were very amused that he was at the wedding of her sister <laughs> and noticed that he was paying particular attention to me playing the flute. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so that was quite funny. So, yeah, it was nice to have some mutual friends. People that so we both was this
1: at by the end of the first year About College? or was, yeah. Okay.
0: July we started going out. All right. No, sorry, September. Yeah, so it was pretty low-key. It was horrible being in a glass bowl courting at Bible College. I hated it. Sometimes oh, I would no, just walk no, straight no. past them and completely ignore them. Because mm. <laughs>
1: there of... rules back then?
0: Um. You couldn't get engaged, um, but we that, that was just the way it was. Um, you couldn't get engaged during the term. Um, but, yeah, even way before that, I guess it was just a rule of um, consideration of others was the main thing, that you didn't let your relationship affect other people. And so, yeah, we walked the bike track after tea like all the other couples. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's the spot, was
0: it? And the senior student's lounge, rather than the common rooms, yeah. Some couples would go to the common rooms, but that was very much a goldfish bowl there. Um, But it was an advantage having my parents living not far away, and I could go home for the weekends, and so he'd come sometimes. and Yeah, so we got to know each other outside of college.
1: And what else did you like to do together?
0: Um, We went to the Waitakere's quite often. Bushwalk. We went to Langholm, he went to Langholm Church, I went to Royal Oak Baptist Church, and um, but if there's something special on, we'd go to the same one. or What else did we do? Church Involvement Week, I felt like that was my first date because um, with another couple, and we kind of went out to a proper restaurant. Oh. So we'd been going out together for quite a while before we did that. Our yeah. first date was at McDonald's. He dipped his chips into the sundae to make them easier to eat with a sore mouth. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: So you probably didn't have a lot of money anyway to go out.
0: No. At that point. No, we didn't. No. Yeah. No, and if we... I do remember going shopping to buy clothes to wear to my friend's wedding. And he almost... Blew a gasket going into a St Luke's shopping mall. He just could not cope with shopping at all. It was quite funny. He walked straight in, tried on one pair of shoes and brought them and left.
1: So that's a long time to be dating at Bible College. Was that three years date, years?
0: Um, No, so um, end of the first year we were going out and then we were engaged by the middle of the second year. Okay. Married at the end of the second year. Right. Yeah. yeah, so got engaged in the July...
1: And yeah. you moved quarters into the family, or uh, married oh, quarters. Married yeah. quarters. Yeah. Yep. And how was that being? new? Oh, I hated at it. The Bible college. I hated it. I can
0: imagine. I felt I was working three days a week doing shift work, um, so that was fine, and it was fine living in married quarters. We had an end room, so I could come and go easily, and um, it was a bit quieter, and I didn't get woken up when I was sleeping after night duty, but. When I had to enter back into college life, it felt like it was just so uncomfortable Mm. sitting in the dining room and we couldn't, he would have to dash off and do a duty or something and I just felt like I was on my own and all the fun of the first year was gone because it was just all, you know, you hung out with all the people that you lived with all the time. Mm. It was a very natural thing. Yeah, it just didn't feel natural at all.
1: No, it's very unusual way to start your marriage. Mm. Yeah.
0: Okay. yeah,
1: but you survived.
0: I survived. <laughs> yes, and I thought that was a stressful. Oh. And then we moved down here. Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you went straight from there to here.
0: At the end of our third year. Yeah. So we had been married for a year, and then we came down to the farm, fourth of December, nineteen
1: ninety-four. Yeah. So culture shock, or what was stressful?
0: Um, Oh, Andrew was managing the farm, um, which was an enormous job, and um, there wasn't really time for anything else. And
1: what was your role? um, I
0: was just Mrs. Trupp and that was just given to me. It was mate. It
1: was everybody called you Mrs. Tripp no,
0: well, no, but I was, yeah, Andrew's wife, Mrs. Nithdale, um, and there was no need to be any have a history of being anybody else because it was. I felt the expectation that that was all I was once I got here. Nobody knew anything about me. Mm. And
1: you, so you didn't have outside employment.
0: No, I didn't. Okay. No, I thought i might work on the farm, but okay. there wasn't really a role for me. No. Yeah.
1: That sounds really difficult.
0: Yeah. yeah. So I just looked after the house, which was too much for anybody anyway, because it was massive. And, um, yeah, I enjoyed, you know, homemaking and making it ours. But
1: and did you feed the other workers? Yeah, we did
0: have some people coming. and oh, usually only about two guys but it wasn't every night um, it was sometimes yeah that sort of got harder and harder having children and doing that
1: um, so what got you through that time with your marriage and the well I imagine it's a bit of aloneness was it
0: yeah I think it, it was just believing that that was where we were supposed to be um that it was the course that God had us on um, and I think back then I thought it was only going to be about five years. Okay. Mm. And it's 30 <laughs> years next? <so> <laughs> yeah, it's, I'll, I'll next. It's, um Rebecca's going to be 26 in a couple of weeks, so 27 years. 27 years. Mm. Okay.
1: So you must have got pregnant pretty soon that first year? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it was um, just over a year later from arriving, she we had her. 21st of January, and it, and it was 34 degrees. It was a very hot day. but I got through it.. Okay.
1: <laughs> Goodness. All right. And so what about the other women in the community? Did the pregnancy help you connect? Were you, is everybody mm. still strangers after how long how did you get along getting into the community?
0: Um, probably didn't really until Rebecca was at playgroup, okay. which wasn't until she was two. Um, we were a part of a young adults group at church, we led a group. That was probably the most people contact I had, it's sort of once a week. We'd usually have a dinner with that, that was good. And, um... Stu and Daph McKenzie were part of that and they were great to us, really um, supportive. And Nilanthi and Fairly some were the other ones that we became close to because they'd also just moved here and had their first child just before we did. They were in Riversdale, so it was quite a long way away, but, mm, okay. um, yeah.
1: I suppose back then you didn't come into town all the time like you do now?
0: Not as often, no. No, I didn't. I did start a course. Um, yeah, I did a budget advice advisors training. That's where I met Susan Clutterbuck um, and Elanthi did that as well. Um, never actually did much budget advice. <laughs> um, yeah, so I didn't didn't work. I did help on the farm a fair bit. Um, I did help doing a lambing bait the first. Spring, I was pretty pregnant by then, so it was. I was very tiring.
1: So at that time in life, what was your favorite thing, on the farm, or um, in that uh, any life?
0: Um, I think I was just absorbing, the whole, thing of the fact that I was. On the farm, and that it was as huge as it was, um. And as diverse as it was, and um, yeah, just um, it was pretty overwhelming, really, even though it was very exciting, and it was lonely, but it was just so different that um that in itself was quite exciting um But it was things like discovering things, like on a Sunday afternoon sometimes I would, there was an empty house next door and I just loved going over and just picking flowers in the garden um, and things like that, which was something I hadn't ever been able to do, you know, and just the whole thinking, oh my, I can't believe this is our farm. Well, that wasn't, we didn't own it, we were farming for Andrew's family at that stage, we hadn't bought it. So that had its own challenges.
1: Mm. Um, and his parents were still alive at this point?
0: Yep, they're still alive. And they were living in Christchurch. Oh, okay. Still. But not there. Yeah.
1: Okay. So did you see your family? Did your mom and, and yep. sisters come down?
0: Yep. Like my mum and dad came down at least once a year. mum <clears throat> would come more often. You know, I'd go up to Auckland at least once a year, um, more often just me and the kids, me and whoever. Um.
1: So you had uh, Rebecca, and it's a kind of a general question, but how did you feel when all your children were born? It, was there something special about each of the ones that you want to mention, or was it just an mm. overall um, family
0: Coming to to light, you know. Um, yeah, well, when Rebecca was born, it was pretty much as expected. It like went pretty well, but she wasn't an easiest. It was just pretty easy baby, and I've, I've got a lot of confidence from that. There was, I felt the fact that I'd been a midwife, I had an advantage. There was wasn't too many surprises in the first months, um, and so, but then she was just over one when I got pregnant the next time and I was pretty confident we could just get on with us but unfortunately that baby died at 26 weeks so um that was a very very sad time and that was all tied up with Andrew being the Young Farmer of the Year contestant um,
1: at the same time at
0: the same time yeah oh. so the we were in Whangarei for the national final when I realized that probably the baby had died because mm-hmm. we knew that she was sick and not a good, in a good state. So we came home and had to make decisions about being induced and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was good in some ways that that was over by the time that she had been born we were able to grieve. And, um, so there must have been yeah.
1: extremely difficult days of coming home. I mean. Yeah, it was. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um
1: your mom bit up there, or your mum come with you. Yeah.
0: They didn't come down for that funeral. No. Um but we videoed it I think. Yeah. So we, she was buried in the in the garden or cremated and buried in the garden. And she, then um Should give
1: her a little name.
0: There was Katie. Katie. Oh,
1: um, lovely.
0: And then six months later, I got pregnant again. Mm. Um, so we kept that a little bit quieter than we had the, the previous time. We sort of only waited a few weeks to tell people we were mm. pregnant. So the next time, I didn't say as you much. Felt cautious. Yeah. And we are quite confident that that would go well. But that baby died at 32 weeks. Oh, my goodness. So, so what that was happening
1: th- with your heart at this time? I mean, you must have just been totally broken.
0: Oh moment. yeah it was I probably was quite shut down, and um, I was determined to grieve well and and that was my goal. You know, like to cry as much as I needed to and not to not we talked about it a lot and um having a little toddler that was very verbal we we talked a lot about Katie and Hamish with her, and they were her brother and sister, and all that yeah. stuff and that probably helped us really, because it gave us permission to, yeah,
1: speak go about between it. To between you and um, Andrew. Too. Yeah, yeah, it probably did. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. So that was. Um,
1: so Rebecca was your your grief helper since. Yeah. Which was kind of special for her.
0: Yes, it was. Well, yeah, it was. Well, the hardest day I think well, one moment was looking in the back of the car and. She'd been asking questions, I think, and she just looked so sad. And I felt really, really sad seeing, when you see your child's mm-hmm. sad. It's hard. Um, yeah.
1: And what about your relationship at that time? Was that um, something that drew you closer? Or was it something that was hard for the two of you? It,
0: it did two draw guys. us closer. I think it was the commonality of going, a shared experience. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> there were things about it that um made it hard. I'd I'd, I'd I f i would wanted him to tell people how terrible it was and he would be on the phone to someone explaining um, well, yeah, I could say I would listen to the conversation and you could tell they were saying, How's Heather? and he'd say, Oh not too bad and in my head I'm thinking, That is not true. <laughs> yeah. Please tell them that the whole world is crappy right now, yeah. and I am absolutely devastated. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was this, how I was feeling at the time. Now I'm like I understand how he mm. why he said what he did, mm. and it was no less indication of his grief or how he he knew I was feeling. but it, I did feel angry that the farm which kind of became, was always a sort of personified as the, the farm, stole time, it stole energy. Um, that was always the thing that got the blame for um, yeah. things that were hard, just like another
1: That's quite a strong image of farm stealing. Yes. Was it just that period of time, or has it been like that? That's always or been oh, like it's that. It's always been like that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That, that will change with time because there's a lot of things that the farm's given us as well.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: Mm.
1: yeah. And other people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's right.
1: Was there anybody that you want to mention that was particularly helpful over those few years?
0: Um, <clears throat> there's a f- one friend that um, we never saw each other hardly at all, but um, she'd experienced a cot death. And that was... um. Lydia McSweeney Um, and I've yeah still now we have a very strong heart-to-heart connection because we've sat in in the bath crying with her on the phone and knowing that she understood what I'd gone through Mm. and there weren't many people that I could do that with Mm. there's very few but the one lovely thing about it is that people did open up about their own experiences of Whether it was a brother or sister that was stillborn, and they were, you know, an older person. that um, One friend's mother, um, who, hearing about what we'd gone through, decided to name a child that she'd had stillborn and had a ceremony for her. So that meant a lot to me, that something good could come out of my loss. Yeah. 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 Doesn't make it any easier,
1: though, to (laughs) get No. No. Um, so from there, you had
0: um, Danielle. Danielle came along. Yeah, it took quite a while to get pregnant again. Um, so that was a wee grief of its own because I hadn't experienced that before. Um, but <clears throat> two years and one day later, after Hamish, she was born. Yeah, so that was. So you really
1: had probably what five years that were really. Well,
0: yeah. To describe
1: it. Um, it was five. a little bit of anxiety. Yeah, and we're going to get
0: pregnant again. yeah, and then being pregnant again was incredibly anxious, oh gosh, inducing. Yes. Um Yeah, I was. My babies got poked and prodded every five minutes to to kick and let me know they were still okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and yeah, if I didn't get movements for a couple of hours, I'd be ringing my midwife and coming in and having a. Um, getting yeah, a monitor put on. So yeah I really relied on my midwife a lot just to get me through Danielle's pregnancy and then 20 months later we had Alicia so that was a lot more um, visits with midwives and I was always referred to a specialist as well so that that always helped just having that extra bit of input from experts even though I knew there's nothing anybody could do these things happen. Um, And then after that we thought we wouldn't have any more children. Um, I was working at the hospital quite enjoying doing a bit of midwifery. Um, Alicia was a fairly hard-to-please little toddler and by then we had a seven-year-old and a two year old and um, yeah so we decided we wouldn't have any more children and booked an Andrew to get um, sterilised and then while that was happening I was sitting in the waiting room working out when my last period was and realised that I probably was pregnant <laughs> <laughs> and I was so happy because even though I you know I longed to have another child it wasn't what we really planned to do so it kind of took it out of my hands. but.
1: So. so you probably, you would have had more or?
0: Yeah. Well, I don't it know. Doesn't. Oh, no. <laughs> not after Josh. I was 41 when he was born. So, okay. yeah. He was, a, I mean, all my, I feel like all my babies were bonuses, but he was having a little boy at the end it was pretty cool. Yeah, it is. And I, would yeah, but at the same time I felt like really, I don't, not cheeky, but, um, Undeserving, and I was quite embarrassed, in some ways, to think that I should even have any have more children, because I felt like, surely, you've had enough, <laughs> kind of Aww, thing. Yeah.
1: And how was Andrew with that news?
0: Um, a little bit shocked, but also happy. And he, oh, we actually decided to find out what we were having. Whether it was a boy or a girl, so that was the only one I knew while I was pregnant he knew that Alicia was a girl but I didn't um, and because we already had two girls he felt like he needed to prepare himself because <laughs> he would have liked a boy when we had Alicia that um, was all cool three girls was great we thought <laughs>
1: yeah. but if you, have you ever thought if, if you are the two we're with you? in
0: Oh I do I do I do. What yeah, do especially about? now with Josh being older. And I'm, yeah. In fact, one day I I had a vision. It might have been a dream, I can't remember. I opened the door and there was Katie. And she was about nine. And I knew instantly it was her. Wow.
1: And that figured out to nine years?
0: Um, I can't remember, actually.
1: And what happened in your vision?
0: She just stood there and looked at me and I said, Hi, Katie, come in. (laughs) And she was sort of a little bit auburn, a little bit freckly. She was wearing a green check shirt. And I just knew it was her. Yeah.
1: Was there something to that for you or just a gift?
0: It was a gift. I've always had a real peace about it. I've never felt... I don't know. I, it's, I don't know if that's true, but it, I, I feel like I've never felt really, really sad that God took them away because it meant that I could have these other children, which I wouldn't have had probably. Mm. And I loved being pregnant. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, It's funny. And also that the richness of understanding loss of other people. Mm. I felt that was a gift. But, um, yeah, no, it was very sad, <laughs> was it it? Yes, yeah,
1: yeah, but you can see. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Katie was a triploidy baby, so she had very abnormal chromosomes, three of everything. So you wouldn't have expected it to even have two hands, two feet and a head, you know, but she did. She was, she stopped, actually stopped growing more like 14 weeks. And just, okay was very tiny when she was born yeah.
1: How did you figure out how to parent? like you said you were midwifery prepared you for the baby stuff mm. what about the rest of your parenting? Has it been a challenge or something that you just sort of
0: fell mm. upon? It has been a challenge, but mostly good challenges <clears throat> um yeah i i I don't know I'm my personality was such that I felt best when I was making it up as I went because I always had ideas I was never short of an idea, but my ability to be the consistent parent was probably a bit more lacking um, and i but I always wanted it to be fun um so yeah, I always thought parenting should be fun and that, That kids would... I don't know, I felt like my children showed me how to do it, sort of. Yeah. Um,
1: I like that. Parenting should be fun. You should should make a slogan.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So,
1: what was one of the toughest parts about raising children?
0: toughest parts, I think was um trying to understand um their kids behavior when you're going through stuff yourself because i did experience quite a bit of depression at times and that was hard and i was often very hormonal Yeah, that side of it, I think, is really hard when you need to do self-care, but you can't because you're just so bogged down in day-to-day stuff.
1: So Um, the having to be there, show up every day.
0: Yeah, and having no family support at all. That is hard.
1: So Andrew was out on the farm how many hours a day, uh, uh, do you think?
0: Um, He was usually there in the morning. I'd take over. Um, probably about 7 o'clock he would go out <clears throat> I'm not a morning person so I wasn't usually ready to <laughs> get going at 7 but um, yeah and he'd be home for lunch briefly and then he'd be home again at 5 or 6 and then he'd be in the office all evening pretty much yeah Sunday yeah, yeah, Sunday mornings, so I was of solo parenting at times then. Yeah, I get <laughs> like it a lot.
1: Yeah. And were there any other defining moments that you wanted to talk about?
0: Mm, I'm sure there's lots of them.
1: This is not coming to me. That's all right. Aye. So we've talked about that um, lovely way of coming together with Andrew as a friendship first, which is so cool. And how your opposites and one of you is spontaneous and Andrew likes to plan and tasks oriented and relation oriented. Um, we talked about how difficult it has to be out in a farm all by yourself, especially when you've moved new into the area mm-hmm. how overwhelming that is. And your darling little Katie and Hamish, um, the grief of that, but also how that was a gift in some ways. Mm. Um, and your surprise baby, Josh, and I love how you said parenting should be fun. So I think we'll switch into um, uh, more of a, about just life in general and meaning and faith. Mm-hmm. Um, so what things matter most to you?
0: I'd have to say people. I need people and I always want other people to have people. (laughs) So I've always liked connecting people to people. (laughs) Um,
1: Make sure nobody's alone. Yeah. Yeah, That's nice.
0: Yeah. Um, I had an experience this week where I realised that not missing out was really important to me. I had a friend staying who two mornings in a row got up before me and went out and did something, and I had this terrible sense of being left out. And it brought me back to my childhood, almost, where I thought I'd missed out on stuff, which I think I said in the first one, I always wanted to be as good as my brother at everything, and I had to catch up, so I didn't miss out. And I just thought, maybe that's it. And I think that's probably been a drive for me in lots of ways, because I look back on... Incredible amount of things I've done. Um, I didn't consciously think, oh, if I don't do that, I'm going to miss out. I guess that that sense is there because I want to do lots of things and I don't Mm. want to miss out. Mm. Um, And I I, I know for a a lot from my children, I've probably thought the same way. Um, And it has always been a challenge of what's best and what's possible compared to pra-
1: practically doable
0: yeah that's right because you only have so much energy and I'm really aware that every child is different and and um, what's best for each child is not the same um,
1: so you've really made sure your kids didn't miss out and that shows and I know some of the things your kids have been involved in
0: yeah Yeah, and I guess I've put a lot of energy into doing that. And now I look... It's when I see my kids initiating something for themselves gives me a huge thrill because I think they're going to make it happen. I'm not going to have to make it happen for them. Hmm. And you just have the joy of seeing them enjoying doing something or achieving in an area. So
1: your funny little thing... Oh, not funny. Your little thing from childhood of not being one that left out has circled around to you make sure your kids have miss out and that they they've had a lot of experiences actually going to gift to them
0: yeah, yeah maybe it has yeah yeah but also it's yeah and in recent years I've the the message don't wait for someone to make it happen for you if you want it to happen make it happen mm. um and i think that's quite true and i'm the sort of person that maybe is oversensitive and consents being left out, or missing out because somebody else hasn't done it for me, which there's no rule that says someone has to do that, um, Yes, yeah, so I'm not sure what that's about, that's just something that I've mulled on, okay. um,
1: and what's helped you through the difficult times in life?
0: Well definitely my faith, knowing that God's with me through everything. Um, I can remember somebody saying, how on earth did you get through this? Um, And I could honestly say that because I was close to God, going through it and having help of a God that you knew, it wasn't like turning to a stranger for help in those times, it was walking through it with God, my sustainer, Um, through everything, because every little part of my life has been um,
1: and how would you describe that god would you describe him as a like a friend or a protector uh, there's a whole bunch of words you could use there how would yeah you
0: <clears throat> um a big strong shoulder to cry on a lot of the time okay, the chest to ball on and sometimes on um
1: How's
0: that been important to you with your kids? Um, I think it's just knowing that God, whatever I worry about, or my concerns and hopes and dreams for them to have um, fulfilling lives, He wants it far more than even I do. Um, so, yeah, I think that's what that means.
1: So, on a lighter note, What what's the best day you can remember?
0: Best day I can remember? Um, would be family time. Um, it would be a holiday. And it could be one of the days when we were... When we went to Europe in 2014. And... We just did, it, was summertime. We would do a drive and go places and do stuff, and the days were really long. And we were just all together having a great time and pinching ourselves that we were actually doing it because it's a
1: giant adventure.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there would have been spontane, spontaneous things about it, there would have been no pressure to get anybody anywhere at a certain time and yeah, new, of new you, experiences together.
1: Any of the, anything in, in Europe that you did spontaneously, just one day you just said let's go?
0: Um, well I did, we got on the tube one day and I said to, like Andrew didn't like not knowing where we were going, I said just let's get off where we feel like it, <laughs> <laughs> so we did. And, yeah, I do remember being quite excited by that. And we got off and we were outside this incredible opera house and there were all these buskers playing outside and just the whole atmosphere of that and Mm -hmm. thinking, I've got my kids in
1: Paris. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. Yeah, Yeah. it
0: was pretty cool. Uh,
1: Any other adventures you want to tell me about?
0: Again, it was the same holiday. Actually, we were in the in the car, and I probably remember this partly because it's on video. But we we're all in the car driving to Christchurch before we flew out, and the girls were reading to each other in the car, which they love to do. And I, I do love those. Yeah, I've got wonderful memories of everybody singing in the car together. Okay. Yeah. Do. You, and yeah, I I often would pinch myself the fact that I had these girls loved singing and just everybody happy, to
1: happy together yeah. Other, yeah 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 that is a gift um just general fun things to talk about what about a time you might have volunteered for something that nobody else wanted to do
0: Ooh. i feel like that's happened quite a lot <laughs> i would sign everybody up to do something oh dear can't can't quite picture it, but I um, signed Danielle up to go to Thailand and India with me. <laughs> and then yes. I signed Alicia up to go to Africa and climb Mount Kilimanjaro. <laughs> well,
1: those are two adventures we sort of <laughs> skipped over, isn't it? Yeah. Do you want to make a comment on each of those?
0: Okay. <clears throat> um, yeah, so 2018, Danielle and I went with a group... Um, to visit some Transend um, um, Baptist Missionary Society um, um, projects in Thailand in Calcutta. So we got to see the Trans um project where they did preset T-shirts and stuff. Um, and in Thailand we we're at a place called Callzon where they do establishing a community program. So, yeah, Danielle was in year 12, and that was an amazing experience, to get to see what we saw, but also as a mother and daughter getting to do something um, so far away, and so, um, yeah, Yeah, it was great creating memories together, that. Um, Did you
1: rely on each other, or did she rely mostly on you, or how did that...
0: Um, yeah, no. We did rely on each other a bit, yeah. Um, but yeah, very much as a mum, I felt incredibly protective of her. Um, but yeah, she was also at an age where she could help me. Yeah, she's an organised person, so I knew that she would make sure we got to where we needed to be on time, things like that. Um, and I can hear her in my head saying, Oh, come on, mum. <laughs> 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 and laughing at me for forgetting where I'd put everything, which they do frequently um,
1: Was there anything she wanted to do and you were like no, we are not doing that
0: um, No Wasn't that sort of a place <laughs> It was probably more me saying come on Danielle, we can do this Okay. Like looking at all the things in a market in Bangkok um, Yeah holding her hand and walking like she was a five-year-old through these streets in Calcutta because you just wanted to let her know that it's okay oh, <laughs> and what you were seeing yeah. and feeling was not okay. Yeah. Um, and then in um, 2020, Alicia and I went to um, Uganda and Tanzania and we climbed Mount Kilimanjaro with a team from Orphans Aid International and that again was creating wonderful memories with Alicia and seeing stuff and doing stuff that still don't know quite why I signed up for, but really proud that we did it. <laughs> there
1: must have been some differences between the two of them, travelling with the two of them, and the personality differences.
0: Yes, definitely. It was good going with them. Yeah, just, just spending that time, and just it was all about them as an individual, as far as my relationship with them was can't sort of say specifically what the differences are. Um, I remember Alicia being really underconfident that she could climb Mount Kilimanjaro, which kind of puzzled me, but I think it was just um, a protective thing because she didn't want to fail. Mm. She ended up being one of the first to get up there because she was the, one of the fittest. And there's no reason why she shouldn't have been. <laughs> so just
1: the fear, fear of the failure. Yeah. yeah.
0: And I think with both of them, I probably overcompensated and we pretended to be a lot more confident than what I was. Okay. <laughs> Did they know that? I don't know. <laughs> they do now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wasn't feeling that confident at all in both those situations.
1: <laughs> so you had a wonderful, um, spontaneous family times together. And those trips to Calcutta and Uganda must be like gold for you
2: Mm.
1: Uh, so just as a final final thing is there anything else you want to add to those family memories
0: Um, no not really no I think I've got so many good memories to fill up my well into my old age (laughs) and hopefully the journey hasn't ended yet, but um, yeah I would have never believed that I would get to um, have as many children as I have and experience as much as I have in general, I've got so much to be thankful for.